What's the one thing that I've got that you haven't got? Your attention, and thank you for it. I am your host and mentor, Shannon Lynn, and welcome to It's Positively Spiritual. This is a podcast series sent to you on the daily to create awareness and educate you on how you can become empowered to thrive positively in your life by exposing you to the not-so-positive in your life. This is straight talk content that exposes you to your feelings, to have you walk and talk in self-awareness and in self-control emotionally for Jesus. If you don't know who you are, then believing him who knows who you are will only leave you deflated and stuck in a rut. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I've been there too, so I definitely know what I'm talking about. I'm not going back to the way things were, and neither are you. Join me for an hour of power, as It's Positively Spiritual helps you to unstuck yourself the Christian way. So, if you are ready, let's get ready to rumble with positive spirituality. What's the one thing that I've got that you haven't got? Your attention, and thank you for it. I am your host and mentor, Shannon Lynn, and welcome to It's Positively Spiritual. This is a podcast series sent to you on the daily to create awareness and educate you on how you can become empowered to thrive positively in your life by exposing you to the not-so-positive in your life. This is straight talk content that exposes you to your feelings, to have you walk and talk in self-awareness and in self-control emotionally for Jesus. If you don't know who you are, then believing him who knows who you are will only leave you deflated and stuck in a rut. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I've been there too, so I definitely know what I'm talking about. I'm not going back to the way things were, and neither are you. Join me for an hour of power, as It's Positively Spiritual helps you to unstuck yourself the Christian way. So, if you are ready, let's get ready to rumble with positive spirituality. Ah, good day to you, my friends. Welcome to another episode of It's Positively Spiritual. I am your host, Shannon Lynn. Today, I would like to encourage you in God's grace and love by sharing with you the importance of walking in His love because loving just like Jesus, well, this is your path to freedom, and He who sets free is free indeed. Oh, yeah. Glory be. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited as this insight comes to you in 
pretty much real time. I mean, I have had my aha moment when discovering the little nuggets of detail that are monumental within the teaching of this podcast. I am excited for you as I'm excited for all of us because with this podcast, I know, I know with every fiber of my soul that we are so much closer to going home. And that's what it's all about, my friends. It's about learning about Jesus so we can be united with him when he comes back as we are all called back home. So let's get started. Have you ever felt God's love? Have you felt the power of his love fade? Oh yeah, I have. Have you ever wondered why his love could no longer be felt? What happened? What went wrong? I know I've been there, my friends, as I've diligently tried to center myself in prayer, begging and pleading for God to come back to me and I'll do better next time. And please, 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 please just never leave me, God. Well, God cannot forsake us because he cannot leave us. This is a lie that we have been taught by the fear that is inside of us. God's love is not just a feeling as our fear leads us to believe. Love from God, well, this is who he is as love is a state of being. God's state of love is unconditional, my friends, and it doesn't change just because it can, it can't change. It does not change because it cannot change. God cannot change in character because he chose to be love. So why does it feel like God withholds his love from us then? Well, it's not because of what God has done. It's what we have done. It's because we accept God's love not as it is, but what we assume it is through the perspective of the human lens, through the lens of fear. We love ourselves and we love others differently than how God loves us, and this is what twists us up inside. We are scared to death to lose the love God has for us as we live in fear, terrorized that our sin is going to get the better of us and cause a permanent separation from him as fear leads us to believe that, oh, we have disappointed God already because of the sin that we keep. Well, hear this, my friends. God cannot and will not change. His word stands. His word is binding as it is who he is. Jesus is the word of God. God is spirit. God is light. In him there is no darkness. And God is authority because he cannot change. So he said, he will not leave us nor forsake us. And that means he won't. Go look up that scripture for yourself. Read it. Write it on a sticky note. Post it somewhere where you will see it all the time. Learn it to believe it. 
Now, it only feels like God has forsaken us because we have become imbalanced in our perspectives of love. We love God from a perspective of how others have loved us, from the perspective of how others made us feel when they loved us, we then give this back to God and call it love. We are so used to feeling the love of others based on how we make them feel or how they make us feel that we forget that these conditions are not what God seeks in order for his love to remain valid within us. God is unconditional love. There is nothing, nothing we can do to earn his favor. He loves us because he created us. He knew us before we were even born. We have been chosen to be born of earth. Before we were born of the earth, we were a thought in God's mind. Now, God has his reasons for our being here. And the reason is this, love, but not conditional love. The unconditional love of God is his unmerited favor. We do not recognize this because for most of us, we earn the attentions of others and the affections of others by doing something for others. We then attach ourselves to one another because of the way they make us feel or the way we feel when we are around them. It certainly does feel like love, doesn't it? But is it? Well, it feels so good to be loved by someone else. But we mistake the way we feel in their presence as feelings of affection and adoration. Well, it may be, but it's a little off-center. Our feelings come with strings attached. The love we show most people, well, this is not true love. It's conditional love. And before we give our love away, the person that we choose, that we want to love, must first meet certain standards and conditions. And if those conditions and standards are met through the lens of our perception, oh, then we reward them. We show them how pleased we are, and we give them things to encourage them to stay in our favor and to stay with us. Ooh. When an individual does not express their feelings, when or how we expect, we assume the worst. We assume we must have done something wrong. We assume that we have fallen out of favor with that person, as that must be the reason for the person's cold and distant ways. We don't know their hearts, but our affection and attention and our strong like for them convinces us that they love us and convinces us that we must assume the worst if they pull away from us, when really we don't know what's going on in their minds and their hearts. Something else may have disappointed them, and we're seeing that, but we take it personal because of our attachment to these people. We assume the worst 
as we take it personal as it must be our fault. We wouldn't see these wayward behaviors otherwise, right? Well, welcome to the world we live in and its foundation of what we're seeing and doing to each other. It's rooted in conditional love. Conditions are always a two-way street with roadblocks of feelings and reactions. But unconditional love? Well, that comes from our Heavenly Father. And this isn't a street at all. It's a path that is seldom taken. Unconditional love began as an act born out of a feeling as Jesus loved us before we could ever love him. He gave his life up for humanity. He died so that the human race could be saved from the devastating effects of conditional love. Oh, you don't think conditional love was sinful? Oh, but it is. Conditional love is demanding, and those demands are unique to every individual who accepts conditional love. I will do this for you if you do this for me. Oh, I'll give you this if you give me that. Conditional love is transactional. And when one person fails to follow through on a specific condition, the other person emotionally crumbles and and comes unglued as they become attached to the individual through the conditional act or feeling itself. Love is beautiful, my friends. It is intense and it should be experienced. But I say unconditional love is far better as it is the highest form of love as it is perfected through sacrifice. Who loves someone just because? Who loves you just because you are you? Jesus. Jesus loves us just because. He gave up his life freely, no complaint, no hesitation, and no saying, "Uh, uh, what's in it for me? He never gave a song and dance. He never reneged on his gift within his love. Love is intense, my friends. It is exciting in its intensity. It's bold, it's beautiful, and it's bodacious. It encompasses feel-good emotions that expose us to ourselves, our vulnerabilities that subject us to our own limitations set on a set of preconditions. These conditions are principles or virtues. And if these conditions are not favored, we show others our raw emotions that are intended to make one feel bad in order to call them back to the conditions that we all agreed to when we set out to love someone. Conditional love is vindictive as it is manipulative. It's convoluted and yet it is not just an emotion we depend on. It is something we crave because we are addicted to it. Because conditional love forms various trauma bonds. 
Love is defined as having a set of emotions and behaviors that are characterized by intimacy, passion, and commitment. Well, this sounds good on paper, but this, but put this into practice and we end up failing one another. Love is meant to create harmony in togetherness that involves care and trust. Ah, this makes love euphoric. It adds vim and vigor to one's life. It enhances one's outlook as love is the zest of life. It is what we are searching for, after all. And as common as falling in love is, it remains the least understood of human emotions. That's because love is not just love, as love is a double-edged sword in life. One edge is sharp with conditions, and the other has no conditions whatsoever. Conditional love caters to the desires of one's own heart, the sinful nature. The heart is deceitful when it is left to wild abandon. This is also known as having a restless, wild, uncircumcised heart. And according to scripture, it is what leads a person astray. Circumcise your hearts to the Lord. Remove the foreskin of sin of your hearts, O men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my wrath go forth like fire and burn with none to quench it because of the evil of your deeds. Jeremiah chapter 4. Verse 4. Love is so confusing. One minute we are loved, the next minute we're devalued and discarded. Who is willing to tough it out and go the distance these days in love? The one who walks in unconditional love is the one who is willing to go the distance. And that's what is the meat and potatoes of this podcast, my friends. God's unconditional love is in you to give, and we are going to explore that in this podcast and draw it out of you so you can live a life in spiritual freedom. Living in God's unconditional love is a far better choice than the worldly conditional standard form of love. But to express unconditional love, we have to first understand what love is from a biblical perspective. True love, true love is not conditional. It is so far from being conditional that it's not recognizable when compared to our standards of love today. That's because we flip-flop around in love, expressing feelings and actions, not combining the two together, but keeping them separate. And that is what keeps us separate from each other and separate from ourselves and separate from God, preventing us to form a basis for anything, at least something substantial. God's love is where our identity is found. I guarantee you will not find your identity and worth in the love of God by seeking it from a worldly perspective. I know I've tried. Conditional love isolates and separates, but unconditional love unites and brings togetherness. Unconditional love ushers in peace. Conditional love ushers in chaos. So, you want to know what unconditional love feels like? Here it is. Listen up, as this will not be repeated. Or, okay, maybe it will. 
This is true love defined by the Bible. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always trusts, always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Did you get that? This form of love is the biblical standard of love. It is a state of being, and this is what brings about a state of feeling of love. The two, the feeling and the state of being, are combined to form an unbreakable bond. Now, the Bible says this, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, God is love, and we have been given the definition of heavenly love. This is the standard that we must live by if we want to live in heaven. In God's love, we have his loving kindness and mercy. This is who God is. He cannot change. Unconditional love is God's character, and when we adopt this character as our own character, we become unchangeable like the unchangeable I am. We are new creatures in Christ as we then have the born-again experience because we lay down the sinful ways, the conditional ways. And we then take on a new spirit, a spirit of righteousness that is unconditional in love. And this is what it means to circumcise the heart. When we adopt the character of unconditional love, a shift happens. A shift in our thinking happens as a shift in our very being happens. We learn to love others, not for ourselves, but for Jesus, as we learn to love others just as Jesus loved us, with no strings, no conditions attached. Why? Why do we love Jesus and others unconditionally? What's the point? Well, to truly love deeply, we are first loved as this is what scripture tells us, that we love Jesus because he first loved us. This is God's grace. God's grace does not change just because you think that you're not worthy of receiving God's grace. Everyone has received patience, kindness, and forgiveness. Love does not change to suit one's conditions. God's love brings us all together in unity and in unity, there is equality. Remember the first and second commandments of the new law through Jesus? He says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind, with all your soul. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40. Who knew love was so important? It is the foundation of our faith in Jesus, as it is the foundation of our heavenly home. We want to be heaven citizens. We got to apply unconditional love because that's the requirement. No other love can get in through those pearly gates. Unconditional love is the foundation of our faith in Jesus as we put our hope in him. It is the motivation propelling us in all we do. When we feel that disconnect from God, 
when we no longer feel his presence, when we feel that nagging distance between him and us, it's not because of anything that he has done. He cannot change. He is who he is. He's just being who he is as he will always be. That distance that we feel is because we have, we have forgotten how to love him. We love God through man's standards, and this is what creates that distance, that void. Through the conditioning ways of God's unconditional love, that void is sealed up. We are to be spiritual creatures of habit, walking and talking and thinking, doing and being unconditional love. When we adopt unconditional love as our character, we come up out of the world transformed because we no longer love as how the world loves through conditional reasoning and being. We no longer see as how the world sees or thinks as we no longer adopt the world's way of being. We are no longer one with the world as we no longer identify ourselves with her. Instead, we identify with Jesus when we adopt the ways of unconditional love and we become one with him in spiritual character likeness. Now, this may not sit well with some of you because when we adopt a Christ-like character, we love everyone equally and, oh, the world loves to hold resentment towards others as resentment creates enemies out of our friends and family. When we adopt a Christ-like character, we love everyone equally, including our enemies. Why is this so? And now we're coming to the good bits, my friends. Listen up. Because for one, it keeps us humble as we recognize that ourselves were once enemies of God, shunning his free gift of grace. Loving our enemies helps to keep us humble as we relate to the spiritual condition of our enemies. And number two, when we love our enemies, it gives them an opportunity to consider their ways. Maybe not right away, but when they endure love from a stranger, a kind word here and a helping hand there, if they are open to receiving the kindness and love from others repeatedly, then this possibly will open the door for them to receive the kindness of God too. Our love towards our enemies has the potential to keep their hearts soft and pliable to receive the love of God when they are ready to receive him. And thirdly, when we love one another and ourselves equally as we love God, we are bringing glory and honor to Jesus as we are showing our enemies the true power of life through the workings of the cross. This is deep. I mean, really deep. So drawing close. When we all love like Jesus, we are identifiable as Jesus because we are one with each other and one with him, our Savior. This is what it's like in heaven. 
No one is singled out and no one is separate from the love of God. No one is treated differently than anyone else in heaven. Love in its unconditional state has us speaking the same language. Unconditional love. Because we embody the state of being of love, it also becomes our culture, a new way of life. Oh, this goes deeper. The depth of meaning of this allows us to not only see, but experience the life-giving effects of the works of the cross. Jesus put to death the conditional aspects of love so that we no longer have to struggle with finding our place and worth by holding ourselves up to, up to and accountable to the rules within the worldly standard of conditional love. Conditional love was the old law, and anyone who adopts the old law in their hearts, as scripture tells us, will die by the old law as they forsake the new law through Jesus. The conditional love of this world is set up on greed, malice, judgment, pride, resentment, control, hate, fear, doubt, hostility, shame, guilt. And through all of these characteristics of this law, we then begin to feel rejected, abandoned, afraid, because we feel the markings of conditional law that states that we are unworthy. The world has forsaken the new law, but we have not. We just need to be shown a new way to live. The teachings of Jesus show us how to live in righteousness, as Jesus walked in flesh to show us by example how walking in unconditional love can be done. When we walk in unconditional love, we become unconditional love and no thing is held against us. It is as if we have never sinned and have never been held accountable by the old law because Jesus was resurrected unto life. The old law is binding. It does lead to death. Read the book of Proverbs and you will see conditional love is foolishness and unconditional love is the new law, which is wisdom. When we love just like Jesus, we bring honor to him as we validate the cross by proving it right and true as we become living witnesses for that fact. Living in selfishness according to the old law nullifies the cross and cannot bring glory to God as conditional love glorifies the ego, which glorifies the world. He who loves the world is an enemy of God. So speaks God's word. When we walk in love like Jesus, the old law is put to death, meaning the rules of conditional love, which bring about sin, is remembered no more. It is forgiven. Therefore, the negativity of sin no longer exists. And through faith, we can rejoice. We can be happy. We can let go of negative thoughts and emotions. And we can focus on good things and rejoice and be happy. Because Jesus is our joy and happiness. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Living in unconditional love, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, 
brings heaven to earth. Our love for Jesus that shines through him living in us, through us adopting the character of Christ, is what it means to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth and have it among us today. This is a mystery that has been revealed to us today, my friends. Jesus loves you so much that when you believe in what he did for you, dying on the cross for you, sin is not held against you. It's not good enough for you to have a heartfelt belief. You have to have faith accompanied by works. And the works is not of men. The works is the works of the Spirit through adopting unconditional love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not rude. It does not boast. Those are the works that we are to apply to our life. And when you do apply these works to your life, sin is not spiritually or physically held against you. Now that you see the gravity of this elusive mystery, it is now required of you, of all of us, to take responsibility of our lives, of that sin within, and honor this gift of grace with our lives by laying down the sinful nature. And how we lay down the sinful nature is through living a repentant lifestyle. We live in unconditional love. We honor God and His gift by honoring the cross, by honoring life, and all forms of it by unconditional love. This is powerful stuff. So how do you know you are walking in unconditional love? And please do not make the mistake of giving yourself over to enabling people's bad behavior. That's not love. Do not give yourself over to people pleasing and allowing people to stomp all over you and use you as an emotional and physical doormat. This is not what it means to unconditionally love people. That is setting you up for to be abused. And we are not the world's victims. We are the world's victims according to the old law, yes. But when you start living according to the new law in your hearts, by adopting the state of being of unconditional love, there are rules that you naturally cause other people to live by. It's called healthy boundaries. And you live by those healthy boundaries also. According to the new law, we are set free. We are priests in the high order of Melchizedek. Read the book of Hebrews to read this deep and profound mystery that goes along with the cross of Christ. Because Jesus became the sacrificial lamb, replacing the ordinance of the old sacrifice that was physically built up on conditions. In the old law, everybody had the requirement of sacrificing an animal every single day. And there wasn't just one condition to adhere to. There are many, as in the book of Leviticus, the law states that there were certain kinds of sacrifices to be made for certain kinds of sins. And these conditions, mankind could never live up to. We failed. We failed God on so many ways because we are only human. Through Jesus, we are forgiven of our shortcomings. Jesus is king. He is now the ruler of our hearts. And we now sacrifice ourselves unto mercy and grace daily by laying down the sin nature. The fear nature inside of us 
is what we sacrifice to unconditional love. Living in the world has us sacrificing unconditional love daily. We sacrifice Jesus daily just so that we can get along in the world, just so that we can get table scraps of what the world has to offer. Really? Now that we got that all figured out, again, let's revisit the question, how do we know that someone is living in unconditional love? Well, to recognize someone who is of the new law, you immediately see that when you start living the new law yourself. As you see yourself becoming separate from the world, you can recognize the worldly conditional forms of love. You can see it. You will see some key factors that over time will let you know exactly in which spirit somebody comes walking in. Unconditional love bears certain kinds of fruit, as unconditional love bears witness to Jesus, his spiritual character. And this witness is what we call spiritual fruit. The love of God is not forsaking. It is accepting. It's not demanding or demoralizing, nor is it demeaning. Conditional love is opposite to this. Now, unconditional love sustains and protects. And you need to first seek this in yourself for yourself, and you will then be able to discern unconditional love and see conditional love for the worldly state that it is today. Changed behavior follows faith. It is what it means to live a lifestyle of repentant behavior. You don't have to feel guilty. Just stop doing as the world does. That's it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 verse 23. Line this up to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not rude. It does not boast. It keeps no record of wrongs. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So how do you show the love of God to others and yourself? Well, apply this, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, in all you do, even in your prayer time for someone else or just your personal prayer, prayer time, use it for God against God. Line it up, line your heart with unconditional love and project that back to God. You'll watch your prayer time is absolutely amazing. Here's a little hint on how to apply scripture to your life. Love is patient. Well, then be patient. Love is kind. Be kind. Love does not boast. Don't boast. Not even in humble brag. Love is not evil. Well, then don't hold grudges. Don't do evil towards other people. And don't take anything up personally. Don't become attached to other people's egos. Become attached to unconditional love through Christ. Love keeps no record of wrongs, so forgive. Don't keep a record of wrongs. Just learn not to trust that person because you know through their works who they are. People show you and tell you who they are every single day. We just don't listen. We choose to ignore that. Forgive and let people live by allowing people to be who they need to be. Don't chastise people for their wayward behavior. 
thinking that they're going to change immediately. Just let them know by your behavior that they can't hurt you anymore and they can't do that to you. Put up healthy boundaries. Show fairness and no partiality. Stay away from the talk of fools such as cursing and sarcasm. Do not be rude. Be truthful, even if it hurts. Don't be blunt or cruel to be kind. Just be honest. Be honest with others and yourself and look to good things. Stop reflecting on the bad which is rooted in the past, which is rooted in conditional love. Conditional love wants us to reflect on, oh, I remember how yesterday so-and-so did this to me, so, oh, today I'm feeling shitty because of it. Oh my gosh, and no, you reap what you sow. You reflect on conditional love, you're going to get conditional love back to you. But you sow in the spirit unconditional love in your thoughts and your well-being. You're going to reap and harvest that back to you and to others who are also in your life. Hope on good things for today. Trust God in you to lead you where you need to go. Be gentle and pleasing to God, others, and yourself. And when you do all this on a daily basis, you will find that your life will become more full and complete as you walk in confidence and hope in all you do. When you show up for God, He shows up for you. He is always, always, always as close as His name. Feeling the presence of God is not difficult. It may be that the harshness of the day has put distance between you and His comfort. That's only because you are trying to feel loved from the perspective that holds you accountable to conditions, the old law. So let go of all that and let God in and let this podcast allow you to lean on love as you lean into Christ to adopt a new way of living that sets you free because he who is set free is free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Let us all feel set free today as we feel your loving presence through the cross of Christ and that sacrifice, that blood sacrifice that you shed on the cross for our sins. That was unconditional love. And you showed us unconditional love and you have led the way to unconditional love as your word teaches us how to adopt unconditional love as our being, as we adopt your character as our own. Let us all feel set free today, Lord. Let us all feel your loving presence within us from this day forward. Well, that is all the time that we have today, my friends. But before you go, I want to leave you with this takeaway. Living for Jesus is not hard. We all have to do this. All we have to do is love Jesus like Jesus loves us and love others and ourselves the same way. This is living according to the new law and this gives us the born again experience. Living by the old law is to live in conditional love. If you do this, you will receive that and this subjects us to consequence when we or others do not hold up to the rigid standards of this conditional law. The cross of Christ literally put to death the spiritual consequences of the old law, nullifying its existence. When we live for Jesus, conditional love does not exist. The new law makes the old law obsolete to only those who are living it. When we live in unconditional love, the old law has no effect 
or relevance in our lives because it is not existent. Because you cannot think of two things at once. Meaning that you cannot think of walking and living and talking in unconditional love and living, walking, and talking in conditional love at the same time. This is what Jesus says, either you will hate the one and love the other. You can't have a divided house. So when you are walking in love, thinking and talking in God's spirit of love, adopting his character of unconditional love, you're not thinking or glorifying the conditional character that is in you. You're laying that to rest. It goes into its rightful state of dormancy. So live in love, my friends. If you want deeper insight on how to live the righteous life in love by adhering to a repentant lifestyle, head on over to my sister site, ko-fi.com slash Shannon Lane to download your PDF copy of A Study in His Word. This is a Bible study workbook detailing hidden spiritual meaning of the life and ministry of Jesus through the book of Matthew. Over 200 pages reveal to you hidden Roman history and the supernatural repercussions for living a life outside of God's grace and the spiritual blessings given to those who fully and completely live in faith according to the will of unconditional love. A link to this book and a link to the Bible study monthly meeting membership for a study in his word is provided in the link of this podcast. Check it out and let me know what you think. Thank you for listening to It's Positively Spiritual. I am Shannon Lynn, helping you to see the spiritual things of God so you can live in spiritual positivity just like Jesus. Please tune in tomorrow for another fantastic spiritually awakening episode as we deep dive, as always, into the hidden mysteries of heaven as we make each day positively spiritual. Be blessed. that I've got that you haven't got your attention and thank you for it. I am your host and mentor Shannon Lynn and welcome to It's Positively Spiritual. This is a podcast series sent to you on the daily to create awareness and educate you on how you can become empowered to thrive positively in your life by exposing you to the not so positive in your life. This is straight talk content that exposes you to your feelings, to have you walk and talk in self-awareness and in self-control emotionally for Jesus. If you don't know who you are, then believing him who knows who you are will only leave you deflated and stuck in a rut. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I've been there too, so I definitely know what I'm talking about. I'm not going back to the way things were and neither are you. Join me for an hour of power as It's Positively Spiritual helps you to unstuck yourself the Christian way. So, if you are ready, let's get ready to rumble with Positive Spiritual.
spirituality.